Summer, summer, summer time. You guys, it's the summer. Welcome to season three. This summer, Rita and I are going to have conversations. Sailor will share some meditations. We're going to take it down a notch of with intensity and just talk more about real life and integration. I'm super excited about just relaxing together this summer laughing and not having so many experts and thought leaders, but more just conversations about real life and what is going on. Now, big exciting news in Lola community land, the self-compassion challenge is ready for you. If you go to lolacommunity.com, you will find the resources and right there in resources is the self-compassion challenge, eight-week challenge, totally complimentary It is my gift, our gift to you. Self-compassion is a practice, is a skill. It is a muscle you can strengthen. And I'm really, I think it's just wonderful to have this gift for you guys so you can really explore in real life what some practical self-compassion practices look like and um, all the different ways you can do it and why you would do it. So go ahead and check that out on the website. And I think that's it for now. Have a great summer. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. All right. Hi, everyone. This is our weekly conversation. Um, And we were originally going to chat about um, Ayurveda. And uh, over the past week, we actually found, again, which is why it's really fun to be able to do this podcast recording weekly is that it can really be in real life. And when things come up that feel relevant and pertinent to our lives, that we have an opportunity to jam on that. So um, the topic for today really is, what do we do? How do we work with our own emotions and our own practices and our own care when there is trauma or tragedy or Um, when things come up in life that um, we're not planning on or we're not, you know, quote unquote, prepared for. And so um, this was really interesting to me because um, we had a, a, a situation in our community that has been very painful. And this time, some really interesting things happened. Um through the process of grieving and feeling sadness and being in my body through this process is that last night as some of these emotions were starting to lift and we were starting to return to some of our routines and our habits and I was able to to do some of my practices, I was really able to see so clearly the path that I read about and I study and I talk about playing out in my real life. And some of the strategies, so in Lola Summer School, we're reading the book Burnout. And part of the book Burnout talks a lot about um, what self-care and community care and rest look like from um, a really digestible, tangible way. And so simultaneously to moving through this past week and then also just this past month, 
um, I was able to really see these connections to what does it really mean to take care of your physical, emotional, social, all the layers of who we are, um, and what's underneath some of the patterns and habits. So um, watching this unfold in real life has been really powerful. And so we're just going to talk today a little bit about how um, this work that Rita and I teach and do and study and talk about and are learning ourselves um, really shows up in our life when we need it the most. And so um, I'm just going to share with you, Re, the things that came last night as I could feel the energy shifting and clearing. And then this morning is really different. It's blue sky. It's sunny. Um, my spiritual connection yesterday and today is very different. I can feel this love and this warmth radiating from my heart to our families and our communities. And I'm not so much in it um, anymore. And um, that's awesome. In terms of being a lighthouse, in terms of being a leader, in terms of being um, feeling my own strength. And it's not because I um, did a lot to help anybody or gossiped a lot or participated in a lot of, um, whether it was healings or therapies, I really just experienced the feelings of sadness and grief and let it move through me over the past Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and, and most of Monday. And now today's Tuesday and I'm like, oh, I, I, can, I, I am on the other side of that real darkness. And these are the things I think that really help. So number one is the meaningful work and contribution to the world. So I um, intentionally um, have always, I mean, it's just how I made, but then also I've read the research and I know that living a meaningful life often is correlated to having meaningful work and contributing to society. And that that motivation can really help us get through tough times. And yesterday, and even on Sunday, when Rita and I were together, I was really thinking about that. Like, I want to feel this and feel what I'm feeling and experience the whole range of human emotion. Um, and I will be ready to sort of get back to work and get back to having these kinds of discussions and, and working with private clients. And today I'm speaking to a, you know, a group of therapists and tomorrow I'm teaching some yoga, like get back out and help the human. So having meaningful work and contributing to society is part of the research, but it's also just, it's, I'm finding it to be very true as a motivator to move through um, difficult times. So that was number one. The second piece that um, has been really helpful is having community care and authentic relationships where you really are your whole self. So since Friday, I'm not trying to say, um, like, there's not a pushing of emotions. I, I have a lot of relationships where I just say, I'm sad, period. And yes, people on the other side of that are going through their own process of letting that sadness and discomfort just be there. Um, I've had a lot of really beautiful, intimate conversations with loved ones where I just, I, I really get to just have that full expression. 
So I think, you know, looking at your own life, looking at your own patterns and habits, you know, what does your community care look like? Is it church? Is it work? Is it your neighborhood? Is, you know, what is it that can really help you um, and where can you show up with your authentic self, your whole self, where you don't have to put on, you know, a face and pretend all is fine. One of the things I notice about women and community care, and one of the ways I can tell um, integrated women is, and I don't mean this as a judgment, I mean this as a noticing, women who are running around like crazy people trying to do everything and take care of everything and check off the boxes and what can I do? Um, that is not the sign of, a, of an integrated wholeness. That is a sign most often of, I have a lot of anxiety. I'm having a lot of feelings. I'm not comfortable with them. I don't know how to handle them. Um, I don't know how to handle other people's feelings, but if, damn it, if I keep myself busy, I won't have to feel it. So it's not a judgment, it's very prevalent. And I will say that the first, um, I really noticed that uh, towards the end of the weekend was that there was an option to continue to be part of conversations and, and gossipy, gossip is too strong of a word, but caring conversations that weren't gonna go anywhere because there's nothing anybody can do. Um, I started to notice really yesterday that these these conversations I was in and we're not actually feeling helpful anymore because there was just sort of a spinning of other people's anxiety and mm -hmm. in burnout um, towards the end there's a whole section about contagious emotions which I already know and we already teach in Lola so it was awesome to see this again really presented here that you know I had a choice as I was moving, as this grief was kind of starting to lift, do I want to continue to be part of conversations that are bringing me down? And that when I leave, I'm feeling more sad and I'm feeling um, more confused and bad about my own choices um, or not doing enough? Or is it time to sort of shift gears? Because if I'm picking up on their energy and it's contagious, I don't, I get to make a choice here. And that I did not actually realize what's happening or unfolding until my own grief and sadness started to lift a little yesterday. So that was really interesting is looking at this uh, authentic relationships and whole self and how other people um, and our relationships are playing out in this, in the, in difficult times. And I think that the tools um, that were really helpful were sensations and body awareness. Like, you know, paying attention to your breathing. Um, yesterday I did a lot more candles and was able to bring the journal out again just this morning and start to write a little bit about it. And yeah, exactly. Just, just tea, just coming back. I will say that it didn't really feel that helpful when I was in the darkest of despair Friday and Saturday. Um, I wasn't able to access those things. I didn't want to. I was rejecting um, some of the practices that feel good. And I think that's totally normal. I was, I, I didn't want to feel better. It was very sad. So I wanted to be sad. And that is an appropriate response to the situation. And that is what it means to be integrated. And that is what it means to feel whole is that I'm going to experience sadness and I'm going to work with my sadness and I'm going to feel it in the body. I will also note that not 
Saturday, but um, Sunday I did go back to exercise class and Monday and Sundays I felt like I was in a fog. Um, I was sort of going through the motions and by yesterday I felt a little better. So again, navigating how will it feel to be in the body, to move a little bit. Today, it's so beautiful out. I'm going to take a really long walk to my meeting um, and walk home. And that just feels like a, just a yes. Like I, I have the energy to do that today. I don't want to be in bed today. So I'm sharing all this intimate details of what it looks like to move through pain and suffering and then start to come to the other side, right? With that authentic self, with that meaningful work and, and contributions to society um, in burnout and in Come As You Are, the two books by Dr. Emily Nagoski and her sister Amelia wrote Burnout with her. Um, there's a lot of talk about the stress cycle and it's just very tangible. Like when you're in a stress cycle, when there's stressors, how do we release it so that we do? And for me, it's, it's all Ayurveda because it's digesting the emotion. Yes. It's just bringing it into my heart. And um, I'm just going to close with this one story that um, I, as many of you are, have, am also very sensitive. And, you know, I do believe that we all pick up what I know from the science and the spirit is that emotions are contagious, energy is contagious, and that we're all vibing off of each other, right? So as someone who considers herself deeply spiritual and emotional, I see these as my superpowers, not as my weaknesses, although I grew up thinking it was the reverse. Um, and, you know, this empath, 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 everyone's an empath these days, right? This is the big thing. I actually think the more that we continue to talk about that, the more that we continue to perpetuate not having our own energetic boundaries and taking responsibility for our own energy and strength. And what I mean by that is, yes, I relate to being sensitive. I relate to feeling empathic because um, I also have uh, clairsentience and um, like I have this knowing, I have this clear knowing in my life that I've, I've always had. And when I'm getting up at 4 a.m. and lighting candles and, and really living a spiritual clear life, um, that is very tuned up. That is high, high, high. This situation and having people who are suffering around me, I realize that I actually can also turn it down. I can turn it up and, and allow myself to feel what others are feeling and connect with them. And I can also turn it down and hone my energy inward, working with my chakras, working with my own system, my own physical strength, right? That's why lifting weights is really important. Mm -hmm. Physical and emotional strength. And this time, in this situation, I had a very beautiful, intense, long conversation with someone who's very closely, intimately linked to this particular tragedy. And at the end of the call last night, very late, I also, it's out of my alignment because I normally go to bed early, but this, this person um, reached out and we had this long intimate conversation. I got a lot of details about specifics with family and um, with uh, tragedy. And after the call, I came downstairs and I got my sage and I stood up with my husband and I was doing a lot of breathing and I did some clearing and I said, I'm not, I'm not taking this on. This is not mine. Like I can just be 
a soft, calm, focused, peaceful place for this person who's suffering and in a stress cycle that she's not able to get out of right now. And not because of her own, not because of her, but it's because of the nature of her work, her closeness to the family and all these things that are going on. And I will say that I don't think I've ever been able to do that. And that felt amazing. Mm -hmm. And that felt like a real support. I didn't take on, it's not mine to take on. It's like we always say, my biz, your biz, and God's biz. This was not my biz. But I was a place for this person to go where I wasn't going to get caught up and my energetic boundaries were clear and I was breathing through the whole call. I was mindful that I didn't, that I wanted to break the cycle of getting too involved mentally, physically, and emotionally. So I woke up this morning and I shared that with a friend last night, super late. Like I texted her, she's a dear, she's my best friend. And I said, you know, wow, I listened to what just happened and how I care for this person, but I'm not taking it. This is not mine. And she's not asking me to. It was a gift to her. When we share with people what we're going through, we're not asking them to take it on. We don't need them to do that. And that is a testament to our own practice and our own integration. And that's what it really means to be a soft place to land, which is like what I want to always be considered as for my children and my close friends that I don't also have to get caught up in the emotions um, that because I know they're contagious, I can actually have a little bit of strategy and separation, but I do it through honing my own inner strength and my own presence and my own connection to meaningful work, community care and sensations in the body. And so this leads us into what you were sharing in the beginning, Rita, which is sounds like you're moving um, you're experimenting with that process right now, um, and I'll open it up to you to what sort of ever comments you have about about that. Yes. Um, so good. I was drawing as you were writing. Yes and yes, and so much yes to what you have shared. Um, let me go back to page one. Um, so yes, before we started, I shared with Pleasance that, you know, she always asked me, you know, how are you today? And one of the things that I appreciate about Pleasance that I've always appreciated about her is that when she asks, like you can hear it in her voice that it's not part of like, and forgive me if I'm offending anyone, but I, I, the, I, the words that come to my mind is the zombie narrative. People ask, oh, how are you today? But, but we're I'm people are just saying it, you know, but, 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 but on both ends, right? You know, how are you? You know, kind of like the Pavlo's dog. How are you today? Another person says, good. And then you just, no one's present in that exchange. One of the things I've always appreciated about Pleasance is that in her voice, in her tonality, every time she's asked me, and there's been plenty of days, I've known her a long time, and she knows me well. Rita, how are you today? I responded to her this morning and I said, well, I feel good. And I feel good because there are four areas in my life where, where people who I hold near and dear and uh, folks that I work with and just know, so that range, right? 
the near and dear, your most loved ones, and then also being out in the external world. I noticed that there, there are four key areas where there is a lot of suffering and, or suffering, anxiety, and unclarity. And what I shared with Pleasant before we started was, but back to me and flipping the mirror around, I feel good because I, I love supporting people. Um, but today in this present moment and from being and living and integrating my own self-care practices as a little own student, this what makes it different this time is that I'm showing up, my heart is open, like I, it feels good to me. It feels good. And, and I'm not doing anything when I'm showing up in these different areas. Um, you know, in my Lola community, I'm supporting some, uh, some people hands-on. Mm -hmm. at, at my layers at work, I have two layers. Um, one layer is my immediate office with the individuals in my office. There, there's, a, there's a spike of, of emotions and anxiety and just outright um, anger and violence to each other. And then overall here in the clinical research hospital, and this is indicative of the macro environment in healthcare, a lot of the entry-level physicians, as they literally said yesterday at one of the executive meetings, they are very afraid for their futures because of the changing landscape of healthcare, mm -hmm. where they can't practice without constantly having the pressure of what they can bill for and high student loan debt, and they don't get a chance mm -hmm. to have social, social time while they're here in the hospital. Mm -hmm. So I'm in that midst of, of stuff. And I have family. Um, you know, mm -hmm. Pleasant, Pleasant sent her family and, and the Tinley Town community as a DC native. I feel that too. Like not mm -hmm. just Pleasant and her family because Pleasant and her tribe are family to me. As a DC native, I it's very heavy to 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 see this happening in Tinley Town. I'm, it's very heavy. And then in my own family, we've gone through a major transition where the structure of our family is forever changed. And we had another family member have to have emergency surgery last week. So anywho, so the, these land, the landscape of my life is here I am. And, and today what I, what I feel good is about is because I'm here, for, I'm here, I'm holding space. And at the same time, I'm continuing to do what I need to do to breathe, to, 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 to continue my, my life, to take care of me. And it feels different. Like, like I can feel it in my body. Like to, to this morning, you know, I, I, I'm calm. Um, I'm nourished. I've, I've eaten breakfast. I'm eating. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm still doing my, 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 my self massages. <laughs> I woke up this morning with, with also with my 10 minutes of quiet time and my flowers and my cat and, and all these things are happening at the same time, but I, mm -hmm. I can feel the difference. See, the, the prior reader, and then also, too, to provide context, I have been a, a little own student and, and embedding and layering on what I've been learning going into my year uh, two. I just started my year. So I just want to point that out that um, no, you know, this, it is a, it's over time. It's been a year of layering um, so many aspects, Ayurveda, um, uh, uh, law of attraction, using my intuition um uh, that we stu we study the science of how our thoughts and our emotions are interlinked together this month we're looking at sensations and and the stress cycle that is, a, is a, it is a cycle so again every what it is is layers I, I want to be honest and authentic with everyone that's listening 
that it is a it is a daily practice it's part of doing the work and, and it, it's over time and i'm so happy that today i'm holding space for myself and all of these various pockets in my life of individuals and groups that i care for but it's yeah. essential to do what i need to do first that is so essential and i i feel i feel my pace is steady i can tell i can tell the difference even in my physiology before let's say um chaos ensues in different parts of my life i feel like my, my, my you know anxiety spiking my breathing is fast i don't i'm not eating i'm losing my purse i'm forgetting things but now i'm in a different place my foundation my foundation is the way that i that i allot my time i'm being i'm i'm, I'm i had to get a tighten up like interestingly enough that same day that i came to see pleasant it was an equal exchange i showed up for for her and and for the household and it was interesting because it we actually ended up doing some um, some one-on-one -on -one. and again that's the community care right she's also my community partner in lola community and she had something some medicine for me which is all right rita you know it's summertime it's a new season you you're a leader i need you to step up and go back to go back to your structures and systems that make your life go together Mm -hmm. And for me, what that looks like is my calendar and the way I run my time. So, so, so mm -hmm. I would also add to that that you uh, being open, being open-minded, and being open-hearted is so crucial when you're going through yeah. crisis. Because yeah. if you're if you're closed-minded, you're trapped in your own mind. And what that looks like is if someone if someone is trying to provide some insight or, or knock and open the door and have you come out because your mind is not open you can't receive and your heart has to be open too you have to be vulnerable you know if if something is going on like i said when pleasance asks me how am i doing or anyone for that matter she can intuit she, she's not that type of person you can go oh i'm fine so the being open-hearted is being the you got to be honest with folks if someone is kind enough to ask you from a place of sincerity and care how you're doing i hope that we can all just that's a moment to pause and say you know what this is a person who really they're asking because they want to know let me take a risk and really honestly tell them because guess what they're there in that moment might be your medicine mm -hmm. you know if someone's really asking how are you how you're doing and you 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 feel it in your body that you're keeping stress in you and you're keeping you that might be an opportunity to say, you know what, I don't, I don't feel, I don't feel good right now. But it's, but that's risk taking. That that's a piece of the work too. It's being honest enough, and that's part of the culture change too that we have to do. Like you said, like mm -hmm. you said, Pleasance. You know, I'm, I'm sad right now. I'm sad. I don't feel well. I'm hungry. You know, for me, I'm right. being right. honest. You know, if I'm not famished and I'm not taking care of myself, I'm not going to lie to other people because that's a practice of me being integrity with myself. So like. You know, hey, you know, how am I doing, Rita? I'm, actually, I'm hungry right now, and I know I have to do this meeting, but let me go and get some food because I'm not going to be, I'm not going to feel well. So, excuse me. I mean, that's part of being self-responsible, like caring for yourself. You know, being honest with yourself and being honest with others about how you really, really feel in this moment. In this moment. So one of the things that I'm really curious about, especially after hearing like when you started with saying like, there's this group that's going through something in this group that's going through something in this group that's going through something. Here's what I know to be true. When you listen and care 
for your own self, emotions, healing, and actual layers of what it means to be human, that you're not bypassing them each day by trying to fix other people or overwork or overextend or not sleep enough or all of the different ways that we sort of avoid being in our bodies, that the truth is much more painful because the truth is Rita and everybody else, myself included, every group that I'm in and every person that I know is going through some level of something always. So I think that that what you're noticing, I mean, one of the things that we've been talking about a lot this year with you is embodiment. And like you are such, it's this dance, right? In burnout, they talk about human giver syndrome. And do you suffer from human given, giver syndrome? Believing you have a moral obligation, um, you owe it to your partner, your family, the world, um, or even to yourself to be pretty happy, calm, generous, and attentive mm. to the needs of others. Are you suffering from human giver syndrome? Do you believe that any failure to be pretty happy, calm, generous, and attentive makes you a failure as a person? Um, Believing your failure means you deserve punishment, like mentally beating yourself up, or believing these are not symptoms, but normal and true ideas. So this whole idea of human giver syndrome rather than human being is that we're, and and I love this part, we have a moral obligation to be there, to be whole humanity, to give to it and give it cheerfully. So um, this, the the reason I love how burnout is layered with how we talk about how this happened to women and how we, uh, and how we continue to let it happen by putting ourselves in these boxes um, is that from my experience and what I'm noticing is that if you actually sit down and ask someone or pay attention or listen, that if you go beyond the I'm fine, work is fine, there's always something interesting in there. There's always something the person is chewing on. And the embodiment piece, right, tapping into our body, our physical body through through lots of Ayurvedic practices and nature practices helps us access that truth and not be so afraid of it. And the next layer of that is that when you truly start to do that with people, you are able to see that in yourself, right? Like what you're going through. And this links to I've heard what I've talked about this before Sharon Salzberg when she my one of a big aha moment for me was when I heard Sharon Salzberg say she woke up one day in college in a Buddhism class and when they talked about suffering and the ways that you suffer and then how to get out of it she was like oh my gosh other people suffer too you know she'd been through so much trauma and tragedy that she didn't realize she was just a victim she was just in her own head feeling so sad and isolated and when she started to hear these teachings she opened up and when I heard her talk about that I was like, oh my gosh, that I had the same experience. It was like all of a sudden I was free and connected. And I'm connected by the truth of our lives, the truth of the relationship, the truth of the grief and the sadness, the full spectrum. So this is this is this is a really good teaching because what does it mean to have full spectrum wholehearted living? It means that we have sadness and darkness and we have tools to sit with it and work with it. Or like I did on Saturday, pull the covers over my head when I can and lay there and do very little or walk to coffee or like 
just really low hanging fruit to take care of myself, not with candles, not with meditation. I did not want to journal on Saturday. Mm -hmm. I did not want to do any practices. I did not want to get on my yoga mat. I did not want any of that. I actually, uh, Saturday night, I, and I told this to Rita, I was like, I just want to smoke something, right? Like I want it to be naughty. I want it to be bad, right? And I have labeled smoking stuff as bad and naughty. We're good. That's a whole different conversation. Mm -hmm. But I did not want to feel the things. I also know that I have enough tool that I, I've seen myself go through this enough to know that eventually I would reconnect to source and spirit um, and that it wouldn't be like, you know, weeks and weeks mm -hmm. of laying in bed because that's actually never happened. So that self-trust piece, that layering piece of what does a human giver look like? What does that feel like? Mm -hmm. And um, when we are in authentic relationships, um, like I bet another year from now, Re, it there won't be such clear, well, this group has this and this group has this and this, because it'll be more fluid because your acceptance of like, oh, this is what it means to be human. Mm -hmm. And when seasons change, these are the kinds of things that happen. There is a shift of seasons that we lean into. Unfortunately, this, this, into pit to season, pit to fire causes a lot of heat in people, inside of people, because Ayurveda does not separate these energies from our emotions. So we see this rise in gun violence. Mm -hmm. We see a rise in anger, in, in physical manifestation of anger. Um, and that is, a, that is an out of balance pitta, you know, expressing itself. Again, this is normal, quote unquote, in the fact that we're only made up of these elements and when the elements build up and they don't have a release valve this is what happens like there's a build -up. yes yes and i'm so glad um yes let me chew on what you just said so also today because the integration is settling in i'm even able to notice the differences the different relationships, the mm. different, just let me just stop there. The differences in my life. And, and this important, how to be able to discriminate and, and notice detail from a place of, not from a place of neuroticism, but just noticing nuances, knowing, because again, in my, in my prior chapter of life, it just, I, if I would have told you the story, it would have sounded like this. Oh my God. And what you've heard it before. Pleasant has heard it before. Oh my God, Pleasance, my life is a mess. Everywhere I turn, there's so much grief and suffering. You know what? I'm grieving and suffering, so that must mean. See, you hear that, Luke? Yeah. yeah. But yeah. no, today it's like, I'm, I'm, no, everything is not jumbled together. Mm -hmm. No, I know where my keys are. And I just came out of a huddle supporting a coworker five minutes before joining and stepping into this space. And I'm okay. I'm well yeah. rested. I feel good. I'm here with you yeah. because I, because it's it, so, so it's, it's different. It's different now. And I'm, I just want to share that also, because again, I'm, 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 I'm recovering. We're all recovering. I'm recovering from, you know, everything just because not, not living from, from being out of my body, a sign and a signal of, 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 of someone living out of their body is everything looking and like like using absolutes. Oh my God! Everywhere I turn, all my relationships or or everybody's stressed out and everybody. Yeah, and, right. and everything. Look, you're not able yeah. to see color. You're not able to yeah. see texture. You're not. You're not able to separate and recognize 
you're not able to give yourself space or give the person that you're showing up for space because you're not present and you're, you don't see the, you don't see you don't see what's right in front of you yeah. so i just want to thank you for pointing that out because that's another sign that i'm yes i'm starting yes. to notice yes yeah. What is in my life and the, yes. and the, and the, and the changes that happen again, minute to minute, the yeah. chaos that yeah. happen minute to minute. Um, and I'll, and, I, and just a right layer in, cause I also consider myself getting, I'm learning Ayurveda in April. It's so interesting how, again, one point like a clarity leads to the next in April because Pleasant's pointed it out and I was open to it watching how nature could change in one day was mm -hmm. one of the best lessons that made one of our core teachings in our lower little community click one of the mm -hmm. core teachings is that okay again there's a different there's a different energy when there's a different season and all we have to do is be aware enough and present enough to just notice just notice the change that's the first that's the first step and literally being in a, waking up where we woke up and it was raining and it was cloudy and the energy was very heavy and literally an hour later but that's our internal life that's what's happening inside see, yep. of us. yes our inner yes. landscape yes it, uh, it yes. ebbs and it flows yes you watch yes. it rise and fall there were yes. dark clouds and they've lifted yes and, and they'll noticing. come back <laughs> yes, yes. And again, yes. And a pleasant model. And that's why I want to verbalize when it was when it was raining, when we, when we woke up again, timing, you wake up, you're, you know, she's, you know, we had our breakfast. She helped us understand like, okay, it feels heavy right now. We feel heavy right now. Okay, so let's do let's do the things that make our bodies feel good right now. Then when you know, let's let's do let's lean into how we feel right now. And we can do that. You have agency to do that, women or men, if you're listening. Guess what, y'all? We have agency. Like she said, the morning when you wake up with the covers over your head, guess what? You have the power to do that. Mm -hmm. Give yourself that power back to lay if you don't feel well and you want the covers over your head. That is a physiological self-cue. To allow yourself to feel that. And then, you know, when you feel the tingle and you, you feel the energy let up, okay, the sun is out. Take advantage of that. Take advantage that, okay, the skies are clear. Like literally the skies are clear. The storm has lifted. Mm -hmm. You know, allow yourself to take advantage of that and notice that mm -hmm. and see what happens. Just keep doing your experiments, you know, and that, yeah. that's, what, that's what, what I've been doing. It's just being open-hearted and open-minded to if it's an opportunity to do something different, just try it and see if it feels good. And if it's working, keep doing it. Yeah. And I, you know, I think that the part of that to know whether you should stay, I get this question a lot. In fact, someone from the podcast, thank you very much. Um, her name is escaping my head, right? Oh, Maggie reached out and said, I've been listening to your podcast and I don't know you, but I heard you stop drinking. And then I heard you decided to drink a little again. Can you tell me more about that? And my response basically was like, you have to decide for you what your patterns and habits with discipline and isolation and, and practice is. Because when I was sitting at the Ayurveda conference and Ram Kumar, Dr. Ram Kumar said, you know, are you using your discipline as a way to isolate and to mm -hmm. continue to be um, like holier than thou or, you know, and like have these extremes. And he was really talking about food because food is a big area where people do this. I was like, oh my gosh, that's exactly what I've done with alcohol as I experimented with all this time off. And I know that, and I'm realizing that in my story, I don't feel like I'm an addict. I don't feel like, 
you know, I think I was over drinking a lot out of really bad habit and I broke mm -hmm. the habit and I was like, okay, I feel like I could come back to the middle. And that feels like a really good place for me to be because I have, I am able to go way extreme into discipline. And you know what happens? It's very isolating and lonely. It mm -hmm. is a way that it I is. actually take away my joy. Yes. I do extremes, like get up at 4 a.m. and then I'm tired mm -hmm. at 8, so I don't go to social things. Like that's my pattern and habit. And it's a way that I strengthen like my independence, but also my like hierarchy and my own minds of like what's good and what's bad. And I, I realized mm -hmm. that was happening. So the point of saying all that is you have to examine in your life if pulling the covers is a tool or a weapon, mm -hmm. if it is there to serve you, or if you've done that four mornings in a row and you need to get your butt up and go sweat, or if you were good at getting your butt up and go sweat, and maybe you need to pull the covers up and stay in bed. And the energy of nature and the five elements are offering us suggestions of how to balance it. So Ayurveda is very intuitive. If, you, if it's rainy and heavy, get up and go sweat. You will feel better because it's balancing the energy in the body. If it is hot and sweaty outside, do cooling practices. It's not a day for the run or the triathlon, right? So we can use the intelligence of nature to balance our inner and outer life and practice, which is an unbelievable gift in a very overwhelming and distracting time in history, you know? Um, okay, I'm going to close today with this quote from Burnout, The Secret to Unlocking the Stress Cycle, which we are reading in Lola Summer School. The stepping stone to joy is feeling like you are enough. And feeling not enough is a form of loneliness. We need other people to tell us that we are enough, not because we don't know it already, but because the act of hearing it from someone else and the act of taking the time to remind someone else they're enough is part of what makes us feel like we're enough. We give and we receive and we are made whole. It is a normal, healthy condition of humanity to need each other and to need people to remind us that we can trust ourselves, that we can be as tender and compassionate with ourselves as we would be as our best selves towards any suffering child. To need help feeling enough is not a pathology. It is not neediness. It's as normal as your need to assure the people you love that they can trust themselves that they can be as tender and compassionate with themselves as you would be with them. And this exchange, this connection, is the springboard from which we launch into a joyful life. Wellness, once again, is not a state of mind, but a state of action. It is the freedom to move through the cycles of being human, and this ongoing mutual exchange of support is the essential action of wellness. It is the flow of givers giving and accepting support in all its many forms. The cure for burnout is not only self-care, it is all of us caring for one another. So we'll say it one more time. Trust your body, be kind to yourself. You are enough just as you are right now. Your joy matters and please tell everyone you know. 
So thank you so much. Um, just closing with that quote, Rita's back. She was yes. gone and then came oh, back, okay. but I just wanted to close out with that <laughs> quote. And that's okay. And we'll see you next week. So Rita, any blessings for anyone as we close out? Yes, yes. Just my mantra this week is feel the feels. Um, feel the feel the feels. I definitely am watching and noticing that our, most of us have a first reaction to shut down heavy emotions. Just, you know, I want to encourage people to feel the feels. Thank you. Thank you.